My next guest needs no introduction. He has hosted the Twippy Awards twice. He is also the owner of Flip It Out Pinball, the co-host of Straight Down the Middle, in which you can find on YouTube. And he's one of the founders of the Pinball Network, where he currently co-hosts a show called The Pinball Show on that channel. I encourage you guys to check that out. We had a great conversation with this podcast. We talked about basically all things pinball that you can think of. We talked about tournaments. We talked about games that could be coming out. We talked about just some various topics. And I also encourage you guys to stick around and listen until the very end as we do have a giveaway coming up via Flipping Out Pinball. I think you guys will really enjoy that. Otherwise, great guy, great conversation. I give you guys Zach Mini. You can stare at the camera as long as you want. <laughs> there you go. And we're live. Mr. Uh, Minnie, how are you doing there? It. How's it going, Travis? It's going great. I'm glad how to do, finally have you on. Pinball How Superstar. do you pronounce your last name, man? I, I botch <laughs> it every time. Is it Murray? Is it Murray? Is it, what is it? Which one you do you think it is? I think it's Travis Murray. There you go. Did I get it right? Yeah, you nailed it. That's why I've never corrected you. I just don't like when people botch my last name, so I wanted to make sure I got it right. I mean, I'll be perfectly candid. I actually, even if somebody does mess up my name, I don't even correct yeah. them. It's happened so often. Yeah, I get or, that too. It, it, yeah, it's sometimes I even think I probably just pronounced my own name wrong at times. I'll just, I'm just going to call you Marvelous Marv. That? <laughs> that is actually how I got the Marv name. Did I never really? even told you. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually how it started out. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Intuition. There you go. You just know. You just, you have a pulse. You know, I've everything. got the, I got a feeling on a lot of things in pinball, Travis. <laughs> well, for those that don't know, this is Zach. I think everybody here knows him, so I don't have to say anything more. But yeah, so I'm interested though. We were talking about a little bit off stream about TPN and mm -hmm. all things pinball. Can you tell me a little bit about that, about how you came up with the formation of that and how yeah, that came so, about? So uh, we established what we call the Pinball Network, acronym TPN. Uh, back in February, it feels like ages ago because we've went through so many tribulations, uh, throughout the, the, the start of TPN. Initially, it was just five of us buddies, um, that wanted to, we just, we kind of got tired of everybody feeling so separate in the media. We all were doing something, you know, Ken Cromwell was doing special and lit. Um, Greg bone was doing straight down the middle with me. Dennis Kreese was doing TWIP podcast with myself. Jason Fowler with Slap Save. Uh, man, am I missing anybody? My apologies if so. So we were all kind of doing our own separate thing. And it's we were hanging out for a couple of years prior to that. And we've always talked about, I wonder what it would be like if we were all on the same show. And five people on a show doesn't make any sense. So we thought, well, would anybody ever have any interest creating something like a group that we would do the media on. <clears throat> and then as we kind of formulated that idea over months upon months, we finally, there, there was just, it, it came to an apex where there were some things going on where I, I was getting tired. I was getting, things felt stale. Same for the other guys. Greg Bone was just drinking beer. He didn't care what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> and I even told the guys, this is a side note, really funny. I told the guys, I said, look, uh, it's five of us. Don't bank on Greg 
actually crossing the finish line or even the starting line here. So, <laughs> and uh, I was, I was right. He didn't, uh, but for, for other reasons, but yeah, so we just thought about starting up something together and then we try to figure out what made the most sense. Um, and then we thought, well, hell, why not just include everybody? Because this is a time in pinball where a lot of media, there's conflict, there's competition. We have an award ceremony now. And there was just so much going on that we just got sick and tired of it. And we we're like, well, why don't we just create something that, you know, nearly anybody can join? Uh, that way there is some unity uh, in pinball and whether it's streaming, whether it's videos, whether it's podcasting, you name it, there will be one place, one playground for everybody to kind of hang out and, uh, and build a good team approach. And we also, you know, the bigger picture for me, and I know I've talked to Ken about this, was that uh, if we're going to move pinball forward, if we're going to progress and, and try to get the eyes of individuals outside of pinball, sure, 25 podcasts could do it maybe one stands out uh, to people outside of the pinball industry. But maybe, just maybe, um, if an outside entity comes in, takes a look and says, what do you mean there's a network? Like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. But if they just stop to look at the group and teamwork dynamic that we were creating, maybe maybe we could build something from that. So that's so it started February 2020. We've been doing it for six, seven months. Um, and a lot has changed um, out of the original five founders, uh, Dennis Creasel and myself are the last ones standing. We have added some additional committee members to help with decision making um, and, and different things. But we've grown rapidly and we continue to grow different affiliated streamers, different new podcasts, uh, some new voices, some very veteran seasoned voices, um, video content, you name it. We we try to keep building it um, and we're having a blast. I'm still having fun. It's a crap load of work, but it's fun. Yeah, I was about to say, you guys actually have quite the stable, even all the streamers that you guys have. And it, there came a time too, where you guys are basically sending everybody to the big leagues, it seemed like. I mean, what was it? Cromwell went to Jersey Jack and then you had Raymond Davidson going to Stern. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just... that is that has nothing to do with TPN. <laughs> uh, I, I think if anything, it was because these are great people and we wanted to have great people and our friends as part of this thing. So uh, I think that was just a happy accident. But um, yeah, Ken Cromwell is just killing it at JJP and Ray Day. Everybody knows if he's not the greatest pinball player um, out there, he's now, you know, helping design and code some of these pinball machines. It's great. And I don't think this is the last uh, at all, Travis. I think you're going to see other people, not only from TPN, but from, uh, from media and from competition. I think there's going to be a lot of people that we get in-house in the industry to help create these machines in the future. Yeah. And that's, what's getting really interesting. I actually just listened to an interview just yesterday. As a matter of fact, it was Colin mm -hmm. Urban, who is an 18 year old yeah. from Portland, Oregon, national mm -hmm. champion and all that. And he was, a uh, mentioning that he wanted to get into designing pinball in the future oh, possibly. Cool. So, I mean, it, it seems like that there's definitely a stable of people coming along, especially even from a competitive side that are starting to put their stamp on pinball, especially in the future. And that's, I mean, to me, that's gonna be interesting, especially with Elwin kind of leading the way in that. Now you have others 
you know, kind of joining in. And then I heard recently, it was funny. I was uh, mentioned the other day on my podcast that mm -hmm. it felt like playing Hot Wheels. Like somebody had a say in that somewhere. They had a competitive background, just the way it was. And then somebody emailed me and told me that Josh Sharp apparently was telling Teolis that he had, I guess, uh, consulted a little bit oh. on either the rules or, yeah, oh. I didn't know that either. And then I listened back on what uh, Jeff Teolis' podcast uh, interview with him and it turns out that's exactly what was going on i'm like okay this is starting to make a little gotcha. bit more sense a little bit so well yeah it does make sense because i think doesn't josh have a hot wheels yes yes okay. and i, I have i have to brag a little bit i was told because i put up a time of a minute and two seconds oh. to total humble brag but i was told wow. that 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 is one second ahead of either josh or zach sharp and two <laughs> seconds ahead so I, I bet Zach is probably the one that's 103. Josh is used to getting second place, so he's probably he's probably I the. I love next completing one. races on that game. That is fun. It it is. I mean, it it goes quick, and that game is interesting to me. I thought it was going to leave pretty quick for me. I thought I was just going to play know it for what a month. It, I, yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if Miri is going to hold on to this game for a while, or if it'll come and go. So I, you you like it. I like it. I mean, I full transparency. I'm still not a fan of the theme, but mm -hmm. I find myself like whenever I do play pinball, I'll get engrossed with the theme, but sometimes I just get engrossed with the shots and then I get engrossed yeah. with trying to score more or trying to do more like theme be damned. You know, I mean, I, I was at a pinball show a couple of years ago and I was playing hard body for 30 straight minutes trying to get oh, wow. a high score on that. Yeah. And that's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I just get like that. I, I get very talented. That's why you're one of like the God. best, man. That's why, you, that's why you're a competitive player. Oh, gosh. Well, you got to do what you got to do to try to keep up with people. Because some of those guys, it's just crazy. It's just no, crazy. you don't, because I'm not going to play hard body for an extended amount of time. <laughs> well, you were going to step into the competitive arena, right? For Pinburg <laughs> this year, weren't you? I, look, last year, I got a ticket. And uh, I, I couldn't go. And this year I tried to get a ticket and damned me. Uh, I, I didn't get a ticket and serves me right. But I was on the wait list. I don't know how deep I was on the wait list. Um, but yeah, I was going to go. And my plan was to film the entire process and make it my very first. I don't know if I made this public yet, but make it my very first um, tournament competition, anything formal when it comes to competitive pinball. I wanted to walk a future viewer into my experience with walking through not only a, a tournament, but the world's largest and greatest pinball tournament of all time. So yeah, I was going to, I was going to have a, a selfie cam and I, I was going to experience the whole thing and do diaries at the end of the night. And, uh, but that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that honestly, that idea though, you're onto something there. That would have been awesome content right there because oh, thanks, I, yeah. I've had people ask me about before, is there any way, and this, this is non pinball people. They're like, is there any way you can actually just live stream you playing pinball at these events or competitions? Because I, I, I don't even know if pinball people are even familiar with this, but there's such thing as uh, IRL streams on Twitch mm -hmm. to where yeah. people legitimately just wear backpacks that are just designed with a little camera over here just yep. to show what's going on and something like that, that, that was actually really fascinating when somebody mentioned that to me, just to be able just to go around an event, to be able to play, to be able to show that, to be able to yeah. basically connect with your audience in a totally different way. That was the idea anyway. I don't know if they would have allowed me in, but damned, 
damned if I wouldn't, uh, I would find a way to film it. I promise you that. <laughs> uh, even if I got Bowen Karen's chasing after me, I would still find a way to film the entire process. But I thought it would have been fun and it would be a good experience for anybody uh, jumping into the competitive scene because they would see me. Uh, it's very intimidating, Travis. Like, right. I, I talk a lot uh, and I have a podcast, I have a video series and stuff. But when it comes to, I legit am intimidated by the whole process. And it's not so much the playing. I know what, where my skill level lies. It's, it's not great. It's not horrible, but it's arriving. It's preparing. It's um, knowing the different um, exploitations on the different machines. It's checking in. Yeah. I shit you not, man. It's just, yeah. I don't know how to check in. Like, I don't know the unwritten rules of where I'm supposed to stand or all of these things. I'm, I'm neurotic. So I have all of these things going on at once. And it is just, it's terrified me so much that I have not, I've not uh, competed before that. Well, and I live in the middle of nowhere where there's not <laughs> much competition, but yeah, it's terrifying. Well, that, I mean, you hit the nail on the head on something about that. And that's actually a common concern that I hear from a lot of people, especially even in Oklahoma that are newer to the scene that mm -hmm. they don't quite understand how it goes or anything like that. And I mean, it, it can be, if you're, if you've never played pinball, it's hard enough stepping up to a pinball machine. If you yeah. haven't done, done it before, let alone playing it against other people for something, you know, on the line and you're not quite sure how to do it because there's so many different formats as well so i that's mean that's the other thing like i i'd have no clue i need to like hire somebody to walk with me in these tournaments <laughs> and be like okay this is what you do don't do this stand here smile don't do this it, that's what i need because it's terrifying but i do know that the community that we are a part of is a kick-ass community uh, and for the most part everybody would probably walk me through the process and answer any questions i have but I, it's just not my personality to um, to be, a, I don't want to be a nuisance in something that I don't really know. So right. it, it's tough, man. Well, the good news is, is that if Pinburg is your very first tournament you do, <laughs> yeah. you might as well just go straight to the top. You might oh, as well just eight, a, a division or bust. Hey, if you're I mean, not, if you're not first or last baby, <laughs> that's a, hey, I, I told somebody this the other day, cause I, I only have been to one Pinburg ever and Oh, that surprises I, me. Well, I got into competitive pinball probably about two and a half years ago now. Like I've been yeah. playing pinball for a little while, but I finally started playing tournaments and I I was too late to go to Pinburg a couple of years ago, no ticket or anything like that. And I didn't want to waste the plane ride there just to watch all my friends play. So I finally got there last year. And like you said, I mean, there is a certain intimidation factor when it comes to not knowing the process or what's going on, but you know, even with Pinburg, I, one of the things I noticed people were actually, it, it was funny compared to other tournaments, people were actually a lot more nice oh. in, ter in terms of playing and everything. I mean, not saying people aren't welcoming mm -hmm. or anything like that, but there was just so many different personalities there. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of people there that they're, they may not be the best pinball players in the world, but they genuinely love pinball and they're reaching out to everybody trying to help people. Now there were a couple a-holes here and there. I mean, you got a thousand people. Well, go ahead bound. and name them. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. There no, was one time. No, no, no. I don't know the name. I don't okay. know the name. If I knew the name, I would say it right now. I know they were playing with Jeff Teolis and Raymond uh -oh. Davidson, oh, like boy. two pins down from me, right? Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I know this is because I was playing Jackbot and I was already on tilt. 
like not tilting the machine. I was just raging because I was missing yeah. like every shot and I'm trapped up and I need to just hit one more into the saucer to start a multi-ball, right? This guy just yells at the top of his lungs, just screams out. Oh, it boy. jars me so much that I fumble the ball and drain. <laughs> wow. Like, Son of a... Yeah. I, yeah, I was not happy, but you I, know, was more, I, I, I was more I mad at myself. I don't play anything. competitive pinball, but I do watch competitive pinball. And, I, and uh, you know who that sounds like to me? Who? That sounds like a meteorologist to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Eric, no. Eric Stone actually? Yeah, it wasn't Eric Stone. I'll tell you that. I'm I, just I, busting I Eric Yeah, I don't recognize who it was, but if I knew, I would say it. Man, Eric Stone's I, one of my favorite people to watch play pinball. Dude, he is intense. Yeah, he is that's intense. what I love. I but yeah, love he, watching that intensity. He uh, he gets it done though. I mean, I, it works oh, yeah, for does. him so well. I mean, it's yeah. I've never seen somebody. So it's funny because I come from a, a a baseball background, and I've seen intense people before, and he is right up there with them in terms of what he's trying to accomplish. And it's actually, for me, it's interesting to watch. Like I've never, I've only talked to him a couple of times. He probably doesn't even remember, but it is, we had the funniest interaction though at Indisc this year. Um, I was with, uh, oh, I was standing next to somebody else, I forget who it was, but anyways. So what happened was, is that uh, Eric Stone, he came up to us because somebody had picked a certain game that he wasn't, I can't remember if he wasn't familiar with it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he was kind of, you could see him going through his process. Because well, he's not been in it too long either, right? Right, right. But you could see him going through his process that he wasn't happy about the pick, you <laughs> yeah. know? But then I literally just told him, I said, well, you know, you're forgetting something. And he's like, oh yeah, what's that? I'm like, you're Eric Stone. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just goes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm okay. like, yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah, with When it comes to somebody like Eric Stone, I, I don't know if a lot of people are like this, but whenever I'm really passionate about something, Trev, I'll, uh, I see it through a certain lens, and I'm always trying to capture a story with how, you know, whether it's pinball that I love or you name it. If I get obsessed with something, I'm always seeing it through a lens, like the whole, like the thing. And like Eric Stone is one of those characters that I would love to showcase or I'd love the world to see as a showcased uh, character when it comes to pinball. Uh, and there's so many people like that, that I'm always seeing it through the lens of how do we tell that story? How do we find a way to take that piece of entertainment and put it to the masses of people, not just pinball people, but the masses, because they're, like you said, there's so much intensity there that that needs to be shared with the world. And if we can share his passion with the world, then other people will get into pinball because they'll see that and it's uh, it's infectious and people will want that. So that's why I like watching Eric Stone. Keith Elwin is kind of, he's a very much a 180, but his story is that he is so stoic and so, uh, so quiet in some certain situations, got a sense of humor. But following him around, you know, the greatest of all time, and he doesn't say anything, and he avoids people. There's just so many damn stories with some of the people in pinball. And sometimes I don't feel like uh, it is being highlighted quite enough with some of the broadcasts uh, and, and stuff that we see. We see a lot of play, a lot of gameplay. Right. Uh, but for for my aunt or my cousin just to walk up and say, hey, I, I know you like pinball to be able to sit them down and say, this is why I love pinball. And this is what pinball is. 
I don't know. There, I still think there's something there. Well, you hit the nail on the head, and I've heard you talk about this before on other podcasts, sorry, and even on yeah. your podcast. No, no, you. I'm in complete agreement with you on this because what you're well, in complete agreement. I, I'm in complete agreement. Hear that, Dennis? Uh? <laughs> and and here's why. Here's why I am because I look at it from the standpoint of how can pinball grow and what makes it worth watching a little bit easier. And you know, the truth is like, I'll watch competitive pinball, but I can't really watch modern competitive pinball. Like if it's a classics tournament, something to where the rule set is simplified, games are a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. Like I'll watch those all day long. That's interesting. And so it's one of those things that, you know, I think we're kind of on the same wavelength that I feel like if somebody could take a broadcast and edit it down, but yes. at the same time, be able to interview the people that are currently playing, even if it's after the fact, like I'm thinking like World Series of Poker, that's how they Absolutely. really started growing to where you got to understand these people and these characters. And, mm -hmm. you know, even if they were kind of bringing some stuff up a little bit more than what it was, it's still made for an entertaining show. And I mean, there, there is, there's plenty of personalities out there. I mean, for, I mean, Josh Sharp is one. We mentioned oh, yeah. him earlier, you know, I mean, some of the stuff he does, it's hilarious. Even while he plays, he's in pressure situations, but he's still screaming and yelling, making the crowd laugh. I mean, yeah. stuff like that to me. I mean, just think about that though. Uh, you said world poker tour. Think about uh, again, the lens I'm seeing Josh Sharp. I'm seeing a 30 second, intro um as you know games are playing 30 second intro about his background what he does for a living him interacting in the kitchen with his kids him pressing the start button we've got all these little quirks bam we zoom back to him we've got a couple highlights that have pre-recorded that have happened in that tournament thus far early rounds kind of stuff bam we go into the next player this guy's a meteorologist uh he's this by day this by night boom 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 show some of his highlights you get about 10 of those characters and then bam final round we'll show the entire final round about a half an hour we'll show the whole thing but it you feed those characters to lead up to that final uh final round to the plug for tpn uh but <laughs> right to the final round there and then that's how people experience pinball. It's just the final round. I don't need anything else. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. And it's, it's one of those things. I actually had a long conversation just a couple of weeks ago with somebody that's been a tournament director for quite some time. And he's, he's a top player also. And we were talking back and forth about this. And I told him that one of the things I think that would really help is when you look at these tournaments, of course, you know, they last a long time and that's natural, mm -hmm. but then you see these live streams that are like 10, 11, 12 hours uh, long. Yeah. And I think to myself, like, it's okay that they have that, but that it's can't fine, be your yeah. only content. I'm like, make it like episodic to where you have, you know, an episode that lasts 30 minutes to where you release it and you kind of show what happens. Like you said, highlights of what's yeah. happening in the early rounds. And or then- what got them to this tournament or, oh, there's so much oh, yeah. there. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot. I, I really feel like they could really do that with the uh, national heads up tournament that we have for all the state champions. I feel like that's the perfect oh, like time that. because yeah, it's, like it's that. so much easier to follow, you know? And we were talking about it before that even if they did a high stakes tournament, I mentioned this just the other day that I feel like there should be a high stakes tournament for like 12 to 24 players mm -hmm. where it might be even a $500 entry fee you could get somebody like Stern, Jersey Jack, Deep Root, American, whoever wants to sponsor it. 
and to where you actually make these games matter to where you do have the background you do go through the whole production and all that and i think that that that's something that would catch on and you don't need espn to do this you have youtube you could yeah, easily do a youtube show and it would get growth I, I got no doubt in my mind it would get growth and it would change a lot i mean it really and, would and there's a lot of competitive people my co-host uh, of the pinball show dennis creasel and co-host of the eclectic gamers podcast there you go dennis he always says zach but there's such a large group of people in competitive pinball that don't want it to get any bigger like why he always asks me and i always question that too it's a good question why should pinball why does pinball need to be bigger um i end up just coming up with the bigger it is the more resources we have the more resources we have the more fun we're going to have and i know that competitors like money i like money yep. and the bigger <laughs> you make this thing the more money you're going to win instead of just first place you, you might get 20th place and win some pretty good money um and and it's attention too nobody can tell me they don't like attention uh, yeah. a grander a larger expanded level of attention uh so yeah i he, when he asked that i always question well, he's right like it didn't have to get bigger why do i care if it's bigger i don't even play and i don't know i think it's just uh wanting to be creative and wanting to expand something or make better always evolving and always uh always going to the next step up but, right well man, it's not only it that it's not only that if you're not going to do it it's about sustainability too if you're That's not gonna point. if you're not gonna yeah. grow, there's only one place to go. You can't stay die. you can't stay the same for an extended period of time. You've you've got ways to go. And just like that, uh I don't know if you watched it. Did you watch the Foosballers documentary yet? I didn't. I saw that promo and that's I was sold. That's all yeah, I needed. It's it's really fascinating. It was so much larger than what I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, it was huge back in the seventies, and they even detail what happened and how it kind of went down and how they're trying to keep it surviving. And you know, that's, I mean, we see there's your roadmap right there of mm -hmm. how it happened, why it happened and what happened afterwards. Yep. And so that's why, I mean, I could understand that some people may not, they're traditionalists, they may not want something to outgrow, but at the same time, there's tournaments everywhere. If you don't want to go to a tournament that's huge, mm -hmm. you can always find one that's not huge. I, like I mean, it. It, it's really that simple. I mean, there's, Damn, if there's, foosball can do it. We can do it. Yeah. Well, foosball, foosball, they have, okay. So they have what I think is an advantage over pinball in the sense that it's simplicity. Mm -hmm. Like you, you kind of understand what the rules are. The table doesn't change much. I mean, there's get the ball. A couple the of yeah. I mean, there's a couple of different <laughs> types of tables, but it doesn't change the, the true dynamics of what it is. And I know that that's one of the things about pinball, having different options to play in different eras, it does change the dynamics, but at the same time, it does make it difficult for a viewer that's not into that to follow. That's why it's harder for people to, you know, discover it on Twitch, like live stream watching, cause you're not sure what's going on. I mean, yeah. like if you watch Call of Duty, you know exactly what's going on. You only have to play Call of Duty and you can understand it after watching it for about 30 seconds. You'll get yeah. what's happening. Same thing Kill with people. Fortnite. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, the same simple. thing with, same thing I mean, with Fortnite. And, and we, can, we'll, we can water down pinball to that degree and say, don't let the balls drain. But there's just better ways to do it. And I see some broadcasts now that will do that where they'll have a transition where they'll transition into here are the highlights of what we're going to look for on this table. But man, in between my Josh Sharp piece 
uh, in my Keith Elwin piece at transition right to here are the top three keys on, you know, pinball machine number four, like, and you got somebody on a green screen. He's going to try to start this. Then she's going to do this. Then they're going to, I don't know. It's just fantasy land, but man, no, I, I you're, just can't believe we're not pushing for something like that. You're on to something. You, I mean, you're on to something. And that's, uh, I know that there's a few people out there that are, <laughs> they're not huge competitive players, but mm-hmm. they're involved in their local scenes and they have very similar ideas. And I think somebody Good. eventually is going to do it. I mean, that's, I, so. I, I think it's coming pretty quick within the next two years. I think somebody's going to attempt that even if it's on a small scale, you know, like I, I, I go down rabbit holes and I'm interested in people just the same way you were just talking about. Yeah. And I found myself, I can't remember his name. I was just going through YouTube, just put in pinball and I find somebody that's at some place i think in georgia or somewhere and he's just mm-hmm. vlogging himself i don't even know who it was just vlogging himself playing at a local tournament and talking about i'm i was genuinely interested yeah. okay did this guy win what's going on you know and stuff like that what's at stake yeah yeah exactly i get hooked on and you know it's i i know that i've talked to a couple people before that they've mentioned about doing a, a documentary on like Pinberg, somebody going to Pinberg and somebody playing, like they've talked about it before. But of course that's like a whole, it's a whole big ordeal. But I mean, things like that, people are really into the human nature and the who's the person behind, you know, playing. I mean, it, it, it is fascinating. I think you are onto something there, but at the same time, I think also there's gotta be a way to be able to do these tournaments that helps just new people that's never seen it before that mm-hmm. will get hooked like bass fishing or something like that, or like golf, you know, just, you're just browsing through the channels and you see it and you get that hook. And that's kind of what foosball is. I mean, it's crazy. The views that they get, I, I had no idea. I mean, there's games out there, just individual games with 50 clear up to 300,000 views. Wow. I'm like, I, yeah, I'm like, I can't believe that. Wow. It's just bonkers. Yeah, that, like I'm obsessed with pinball. I'm invested in pinball. There's, you're not going to find a lot of people more passionate about all aspects of pinball as you are myself. And I'm confused whenever I watch pinball. Now, I, I, some of you guys are rolling your eyes and shrugging, but it's true. Like I research the hell out of things when I'm into them and I'm still confused. There's so many rules in these different games that that's the other thing that I, the standardization people are now turning off your show, Travis. I'm sorry, but (laughs) finding a way to have some standardization in these games. So so define what you mean, define what you mean by standardization. Cause I've heard you mention this before and I wasn't quite clear. I, I am for entertainment purposes. When I was talking about it before, I'm putting it on thick, but I think there's something here. You just pick a subset of games and you strip them down of anything that's going to distract you, anything that's going to distract the viewer, right? 10 games. I want an audience to get used to 10 games and not a thousand games. Variety is nice, but if I casually jump into pinball and say, okay, he's playing a machine. Then when I turn on the TV again or turn on the internet again, and I see them playing another game, oh, I remember them playing that. 
Um, it's just going to be hard to do that when you have a thousand different things and everything's got its own little rule and every table's got its own exploit. No, let's standardize the damn things. All of them, there's 10 of them. And, you know, I've said before, strip all the licensing off and stuff like that. Make them just like a regulation basketball court, just like a regulation table tennis court, just like your foosball table. A foosball table doesn't have seven holes on one table and then one with three hills on it. And no, (laughs) no, just 10 of them. The most different. So give me 10, but 10 for people to get used to. So you're talking about just the play field that in the rule set that's just standard and that's what is at the tournament and that's what stays consistent at different tournaments. Is that what you're talking about? Something like that? And I'm fine taking 10 of the greatest tournament based rule sets and have them on these machines. I'm fine with that. Um, So the complexity I'm not so much worried about. It's just, I don't need so many of them, right? If, if Metallica is a fantastic competition game, fine. You put the rule set of Metallica in competition series number three game. That's fine. But let's get used to number three instead of, well, we got Metallica Pro. Oh, well, but I'm playing Metallica Premium at this tournament. And I know that the hand, no, just 10 games. See, it's and- fascinating that you mentioned that because I, I could get on board with that. I think, but, yeah, think about how good you could be at number seven. Like that's your jam. Number seven it's, it's standardized. You know that when you go everywhere, the same damn number seven you're going to play, just like the same Lord of the Rings. So there's not much different. Just, you know, just like the, the same hot hand. Doesn't matter. But instead of 300 EMs that you have to learn. No. I, but then again, a lot of people poo-poo me. But I think the skill of pinball, the true skill, should never be determined by the brain and knowledge of, ah, I'm going to be careful, knowledge of You're talking about just general alone. rule set knowledge. When I'm watching right. basketball, LeBron James can slam that ball and he can shoot from the outside. I, I don't need to know that he's a damn chess player here and he knows 40,000 different plays so that he can get to the basket and sure it's going to be easy enough to shoot. For me, the true greatest pinball player is one that has ball control and shot accuracy. Sure, making the most, stacking different things and and getting that big moment, that's strategy. I get that. But I hate whenever, I hate whenever it's like an encyclopedia in your brain. And unless you can tap into all these damn algorithms, if this, then that, then this, then I stack. Yeah. That's not pinball to me. It's just yeah. not pinball. Yeah, I hear what you're talking about, especially when, you know, it it does I've heard many of people over the past couple of years that whenever they step up to a pin, they're already defeated simply because their lack of exactly. real knowledge and they realize it. That's not much. pinball. That's not pinball. Pinball is I got a ball cradled up, I got one shot. Can I hit that or can I not? It's a tight shot. That's pinball. I think it's it's interesting that you talk about because I haven't really ever thought about it from this angle, and I'm willing to think about it from this angle just because I'm trying to I'm trying to rack my brain right See now. Where the hell I'm coming from? Yeah. Well, well, I'm trying to rack my brain and think of any other sport or any other game to where the rules do differ from game to game over and over and over again. I mean, See, I guess that, that's I guess the poker? difference. Maybe, but everybody that yeah, enters but, a poker event knows how to play it, though. Yeah. Well, but there's the distinction, though. 
Yeah. There's the distinction between sport and game. Right. Is chess, is chess a sport? No. It's all up here. Is is um is poker a sport? No. It's not at all. Um, pinball's physical. Like you're moving around. Is foosball right. a sport or a game? What would you answer that? Uh you know, it, I'd probably say it's a God, that's a good question. Because I often I ask myself if I even think pinball is a sport, but damn I it to hell, I, I'm I, I get very sore at tournaments. I get and I don't get sore setting my butt playing video games. So well, and for me, it's reaction time too. Yeah, it is it's feel of the game. It's it tactile is. stuff. So I think it's more. And if we're going to do the whole competition thing, if we're going to expand this and get a lot of eyes on it, it needs to be more sport based than game based, in my opinion. So that's why I'm I'm really big on um you know shots combos that kind of stuff more so than and that's why i bust uh, i'm friends with uh dwight sullivan and i always bust his chops i'm like dude with your multipliers <laughs> people are like how do you love ghostbusters how do you love star wars because there's moments dwight codes moments better oh, yeah. than anybody yeah but people are like uh, how do you like star wars with the multipliers i i don't i just don't play with them yeah i don't I don't tap that action button unless I'm going for them damn tie fighters. That's <laughs> it. I don't need to, if I'm working too hard in my brain, but that's the difference. And in, in, that's why pinball's great. Everybody gets to play for a different reason. Uh, Chuck Wirt, Eric Wartenberger, he's an accountant. So his he gets off. His brain is uh, yeah. all these neurons firing. And he's like, ooh, dopamine. Not me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, this isn't fun anymore. I feel like I'm balancing a checkbook. Like, no, thanks. No, thanks at all. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that really, especially when you start playing a lot of these moderns, you have to know pretty much what leads to what. At least if you're going to compete at a mm -hmm. high level, you have to know what leads to what and why you're going there and what are you going to do once you are there. I mean, it's it's really is. It's pretty intricate, you know, and yeah. it's just, I, I can see where you're coming from in terms of wanting something to be standardized to the point. And I, you know, I would actually be really fascinated by that, by if there was one particular company that put out tournament style pins, mm -hmm. you know, once a year or whatever, whether it could be like five or six pins or whatever, that were exactly that to where that's what would go on a circuit. That's what yep. would travel around. That's you what would see be. those same, same 10 pins. That that's actually really fascinating. Cause and I'd you be... know that these locations you're guaranteed to sell 10 pins every year. Boom. All yeah, because all tournament players would want to play them. Yeah, these locations are going to want them there. Now, I can't, I can't take credit for this. I didn't know that this was uh, discussed before. But oh, what podcast was that on? Might have been on Loser Kid. They interviewed Roger Sharp, and Roger Sharp had been approached in the past. I don't know, probably decades ago, um, of a group that was trying to do this very thing: standardization of tournament-based pinball machines. So the original idea, I guess, goes to, to his experience, but I, yeah. And I'm, I'm being loud and outrageous with some of these ideas, but I think the only way to move the stick is to get people's attention with this kind of stuff. Cause in my opinion, what I've seen since I've been in pinball the last four or five years, kind of stale at times. Yeah. It's kind of stale. Well, it's, it's like, especially when you're watching pinball and you're watching it from a competitive standpoint, unless it's an SPC final, like a Stern Pro Circuit final mm -hmm. or Pinberg, you know, it just, it does kind of feel redundant after a while. And 
you know, what's unique about the standardization thought is that, yeah, the gameplay itself could be redundant, but at the same time, like you said, you're seeing highly skilled people rise to the top to where you have to do certain things in a row. And that, I mean, that is fascinating. And that's why I've always, I've talked to somebody about this too, that I've often wondered if the fact that games are so complicated today, if that might actually be holding pinball back a little bit. Because when you look at pinball's heyday, you know, especially like when they were making a new Gottlieb, like every month there was a brand new one coming out and they were simplified. You could know the rules within a minute. You would understand it. You could explain it even to a child. They would get it immediately. And I've always wondered if any of these companies would be willing to take a chance to release a pin that's like that. And I'm not talking like a whoa Nelly type pin or something like that. I'm talking, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. to release something that might be more like the solid states used to be. It doesn't have to be like an EM, but even solid states, the rules are often simplified to where you're just having to do a particular thing. And I've often wondered if that's something that could benefit. Well, the problem is uh, it didn't sell well. It was called, in my opinion, one of the greatest stern pinball machines ever made. You heard it. It's called the Beatles. And that's exactly what that is. Yeah, it, it is. Travis, you're going to call me nuts. I think the Beatles shoots better than 98% of any early solid state or EM. No, you're not nuts. That, I, I mean, just that, think it does that. I mean, I played a lot and I give me the, uh, give me Beatles or fathom, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Get Barracora. No. Meteor, eh, I do love me some Meteor, but eh, it's just, yeah, Beatles. And that's why it's it's simplified, but you still get those modes. You still get enough depth and complexity there uh, that you're not racking your brain, but you're still trying to get through modes. You're still trying to get through step systems of those modes, which I love. And then if you can start them all, you get your mini wizard mode. But if you can complete them all, then you get your big wizard mode. Like that's the depth that I like. And there's a difference between complexity, uh, i.e. Dwight Sullivan multipliers or Lyman sheets, little bitty hidden rules that are that are hidden in that pinball machine versus Keith Johnson, where the Hobbit, people say is deep. I hate these terms that we keep using like flow. They can mean so many things. Yeah. A game is deep. It can mean so many things. Game, you take a Keith Johnson game uh, and Lyman sheets game, they're both deep. They're apples and oranges. Keith yeah, John, but Keith Johnson's do get a little, a little lost in the woods there too. But the breadth is what I'm looking for, and the homeowner a lot of times is a distributor. I can tell you, the homeowner's looking for that as well. They want to go on a journey. They want to not see the same damn three modes every single time they play a game. So uh, the I, I love contemporary pinball. Love it, love it, love it. But uh, and it keeps getting bigger and better. Well, it's interesting too because just going the complete opposite direction i actually feel like home pins don't go deep enough like and i well for instance i would like to okay let's say you take a uh, video game for instance right Mm -hmm. okay you know that you're going to play a campaign yes why is there not a campaign in pinball i mean now to be fair i think multimorphic has something like that where you can save your progress yeah, well, yeah, where you could say, like, I'm talking about, and I haven't played Ice before. I played uh, Lexi Lightspeed, but I'm mm-hmm. meaning, like, uh, 
<clears throat> like let's take Star Trek, for instance, that's behind yeah. you, or even Star Wars, I- anything that has lore to it. Imagine if they actually had a actual story to it, and they do have these stories to it, because they mentioned it with Jurassic Park and all that, but mm-hmm. imagine that you're actually following this journey to where you know, you have to hit a certain amount of shots to escape this. And if you do, that'll open up this branch of the storyline. And whenever the ball stops, that scene will play out on the LCD. Like yes. you'll see you'll see it play out and it gives reason for you to actually look at the LCD. Like I was What about if you someone, don't complete your task? Yeah, if you don't complete Kill your flippers? Yeah, yeah kills kills your flippers. Why not? Like Why not? Yeah, the way that the way that I'm envisioning this, it's not a three ball game. It it could be timed. It could be time like to get to that. the next chapter and you either fell or you advance and mm-hmm. you keep advancing on. Maybe you might have a couple of continues and that's legitimately the game. If you drain, you just get like maybe a five second penalty or a 10 second penalty. Ooh, now you're getting a little too time based for me now. I'm not, I, I don't <laughs> want to be in a hurry here. I don't want to be well, in a hurry, but well, I think you're, I shot. like that though. I like the, I like the idea that it doesn't have to be regulated by three balls. You drain and you're done. You don't hit the damn shots, you might be done as well. Maybe you've earned a continue, so you're fine. But see, I, I like the new ideas in pinball. Uh, so I'm all for that. Sign me up for anything like that. Not too much time-based, too much of that stuff. I want to play The Hobbit without feeling like I got to rush through the thing. Well, it's it's funny. We uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and we came up with a full concept Ooh. of one of the best pinball themes, I think, that hasn't been done yet. And they need, they need to do it. I think they need to do a Mario Kart racing. I honestly think that theme needs to be See done. See my face? We got video here. <laughs> Here's why. Mario Kart. Here's why. Okay. Everybody I've talked to that puts the Super Mario Brothers out on location, it kills. Okay. It absolutely Does kills. well. And Mario... But why Mario Kart? Here's why. Because it gives you reason to actually do something on the LCD. In terms of racing, it gives you a reason, just like how hot how Hot Wheels is, mm-hmm. where you're you're racing, you're doing your all that. It gives a race theme, so instantly the music can easily go into it. I mean, it, it you could even the multi ball to where you're any shots you hit, you're on a track, you're in a race, and you see yourself go because you hit a certain shot, and you have to hit that shot to make your turn. If you don't, okay, you spin out. I mean, there's all kinds of different things you could do because we were we were talking about this based off the Super Nintendo Mario Kart. I like Super Nintendo. And like, to me, something old school like that, to where all of us that are in our 30s to mid 40s, we, the majority of us played that damn game at <laughs> yes, some point or another. And that's the a, hell out of that game. Yeah, and that's a theme right there that would instantly attract people that's in our demographic. Yeah, but that's, a, okay, take Multimorphic's Cosmic Kart Racing and put mario kart on that where you get to play and you hit certain shots and and you get a mystery and then here comes the green turtle shell and you're playing it to somebody across the country and here comes the the block shot it's what multimorphic could have been right but i love that (laughs) well i i think when you're talking about multimorphic what really struggles with them is the fact that the I think the modular is what holds them back. I know that that's what they they want to do to make them different, 
from other people, you know, or mm -hmm. try to get their product out there more. But I think the modularity actually holds them back hmm. because you have to buy a full system, right? Yeah. And all those games, like if I want to buy Heist, for instance, and I want to sell it, mm -hmm. who can I actually sell that to? Like <laughs> the number people, of people. Yeah. yeah. The number of people that I can sell. It's, it's almost like if you're getting into multimorphic, you're all in and yeah. you're not, I mean, and that, that's the difference. Like I get the vision that they wanted to be more like a console type thing. Like I get that vision, but man, having to spend two or $3,000 yeah. or $4,000 on something and then not be able to sell it. Cause and it feels, it feels different. I don't care what people say. It feels different. It, it, it does. It, I mean, I've played Lexi a couple of times and it just, you know, yeah, no themes. I just, I think they'll continue to spin their wheels, unfortunately. Um, but there's a lot of cool innovation there, but yeah. <laughs> so, but, well, uh, well, the problem is, I, I just think it's just not the right innovation. And they got tr ball tracking for Christ's sake. Like, <laughs> geez. Well, I was, um, I was hoping the next big innovation would be, uh, somebody that could be able to make a pinball machine that wouldn't require any wires. It's just wireless to where there's no soldering. There's no nothing to where Plug, somehow everything's plugging. Yeah. Somehow everything can run off the chips or off the circuit boards without actual need for wires. Somehow it runs wireless. Like if I can get, if I can control something across the world, like that Batman, or I think it's Oktoberfest now, yeah. from my computer how can they not figure this out from just right there if i'm hitting a flipper something wireless hmm. i mean it's got to be done because i think if they did something like that that's where you get Maybe. into some interesting things to where you could have a play field that does flip in the middle of a game kind of like a lights camera action except for just one little part it could be the whole entire upper play field it could be wow. an upper flipper that shifts to the left side from the right side Maybe that's what Deep Roots got. God, it, that would be innovation right there. To where the geometry is the whole upper. Yeah, that that would be it. Well, I I love I love thinking about what pinball could be. I I'm even you know I, I get out there. Uh, usually it's too late at night and I need sleep. But why does pinball? Why do pinball machines have to be the same size? Why do they? Ha There's so many things I question. Like. Why do they have to be the same length that they are? Why do they have to be a rectangle? What there's, why does, why does the back box, why can't we do something there that's yeah. more interesting than Bonsai Run? Sorry if people like Bonsai Run. <laughs> there's, there's gotta be something, something else there. Well, I like the, I like the creativity you have there, Miri. Well, it's interesting too, cause it's like, I think we're kind of in that spot right now. And this happens in all industries to where people are going to tend to follow the industry leader for as long as they can until yeah. they can, until they it can works. do something. Yeah. Until they can do something to disrupt everything. And really the only ones that it seems like that are really boastful about wanting to disrupt is deep root from everything that they've said. Now, are they going to actually follow up on that? I think Jersey you know? Jack took a stab at disrupting by trying to get into locations. Uh, right now, no. that's the way it seems to me. When they talked about competing directly with Stern, the place to go would be locations. Yeah, but they know what that. they know what's going to get in locations. Just drop the damn price. Get the yeah. price low enough that'll go in locations. That's no like just 
2013, the technology that they brought forth, um, some of the different mechanisms, some of the bill of materials that they put in to the games, um, I think they tried to disrupt. I think they went stagnant for a long time from, I think they went stagnant from Wizard of Oz to current day. Yeah. Not that I don't love their pins, but I think they they set a uh, prefaces uh, and then they, from there on, kind of just stuck in that wheelhouse. I think that's going to change here soon. But it's hard to compete with Stern. Chicago Gaming Company, they have no desire to to innovate or to, to break that mold. Uh, their model is working well. American Pinball? No, they, they don't worry about that. They just want to be relevant enough to sell pinball machines. Right. Multimorphic, they're trying, but they're on a, a different in a different galaxy. They're not even a different planet, different yep. galaxy. And then Deep Root, it's hard to say because it's hard to see what's yep. not there. So. Well, the most interesting thing about it is to, especially when you are using products or you're trying to sell products, you don't have to knock off the number one product. Meaning you don't have, you don't have to pass them up to be relevant. What you have to do is make enough space between you and number three, between exactly you right. and number four, mm-hmm. you do that. You will grab a bigger piece of the pie. That's, I, I mean, prefer some things over yeah. others. So yep. yeah, I completely agree. I think Adidas does fine. I yep. think Apple did really, really well <laughs> uh, as number two for a long time. So yeah, I I, compl- I think that's where you see American Pinball, but American Pinball, they're not at number two. Um, but I love talking new pinball too. I thought you were going to bring me on and say, so uh, Stern really going to announce something? Or oh we- gosh, well, is it really Toy Story next? <laughs> well, it's people you know, buy into this stuff. It's nuts. yeah, yeah. There's you know, there's so many different potential themes out there, and the reality is, is that there's multiple potential themes. It's not as if these companies, at least Stern, you know, they don't go one theme at a time. They have several themes already. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, they're, they, they know, and it's always somebody given information. And I mean, it's just like Jaws, you know, come to find out the whole Jaws thing. That's what they had on the Jurassic Park play fields. Yeah. That was just the name that they had on there. And somebody ran with that. Now they could have, that theme, I mean, who knows? I, I don't, it's not really a theme I'm interested in, but yeah. but they very well could. Now, Toy Story, you have my attention with Toy Story, and that's just because that's something that I feel like my kids would be into. And that's- don't, kind, Trev, don't lie, you're into Toy Story as I am, damn kids. I am all into Toy Story. So am I, so am I. I mean, it's any, well, another theme that I think would do really well is if somebody did uh, Disney World, like Magic Kingdom. I mean, if Jersey Jack did... I've said that for a while, yes. That, I mean, you would have so many elements. You would have Pirates of the, you know, POTC in there. You would have Tron in there. You would have Haunted Mansion, which could be its own damn pin. Haunted Mansion would do... Mountain, you get all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, even Haunted Mansion... Space Mountain, you got... If Spooky got a hold of Haunted Mansion, like the actual theme from Disney. I want would the do... same ghosts in there. I want yeah. the same, uh, the dance hall scene. I want yep. the same, uh, the same, uh, the, the, all of it. That, that would be an instant sellout. 
That yeah, would be an instant sellout. Mm-hmm. Don't Just, give me any recreations or uh, this is what I would like the haunted mansion. No, don't. I don't want to see Eddie Murphy. I want to ride <laughs> no, the damn no. ride, but have it in between my hands as a pinball machine. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I mean, love that idea. That would be an incredible Maybe not theme. Hall of Presidents, let's be fair. But <laughs> <laughs> the, what is it? The, what are the damn bears uh, that are singing and dancing? Uh, the oh, Jamboree, country, country something bears. Yeah, you don't know because you never go yeah. there whenever you go to the park. You don't even stop there. I'm, t- I'm trying to remember. Or the still Swiss talking Family di- Robinson house. Oh who, yeah. Who really goes yeah, in that yeah, damn treehouse? Yeah. Can we not bulldoze that son of a bitch over? <laughs> no, we don't need it. We don't need it. It's 2020. We're not climbing trees. Come on, <laughs> frontier laying my ass. Get rid of that. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's, I mean, there's so much though. Just, just imagine oh, a pinball God. machine in which you have the Magic Castle or the Cinderella Castle, like as one of your right main things. Like, yeah, right in the middle. Oh gosh. We're yeah. on to something. We just need to combine our money. We'll just make the damn pin. And we still won't have it. Well, I don't know. You're, you're doing okay. I, I'm a pinball distributor. I don't, uh, there's only so much that I can, I can do. So what's your thoughts on Guns N' Roses? Since that's, I mean, that's like the, the secret, the open secret that everybody knows at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, the rumored Guns N' Roses, I think, is an interesting choice in theme. Uh, for Jersey Jack pinball, it really goes off the path of what they were they have done in their first handful of titles. Um, I think it it can work, and I'm eager to see if it is true what a Jersey Jack pinball music pin is like compared to a you know a Data East music pin or a right. Stern music pin. Um, I think if Guns N' Roses happens, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on here, but it's going <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> gonna fucking rock. That's what I think. Uh, but I we'll see. Well, we'll see. Well, it's interesting too. I I don't want to give away too much from what I know. What the hell? Dang! Look at you, insider. Everybody talks. You know. You know how it is. I I, I I just I'm just not one to go on onto uh, a podcast. Not that I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm just saying for me, mm-hmm. I'm just not one to go and just say whatever it is that I'm hearing left and right. Now, if other people are talking about it on podcasts and stuff like that, then it becomes to where I got to enter discussion mm-hmm. and everything. I just, all of this, I kind of take with a grain of salt until I see it with my own two eyes. But you have to believe where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, you know what I mean? Does that make sense where you're hearing it from so many different places? I mean, because the same way, there's a certain theme I'm not going to name the theme right now, but there's a certain theme that all of a sudden's taken hold. It's the exact same theme I told you about. We, 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 yeah, we talk. Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple of months ago I'm like, I think this could have some legs. Could. It's possible, but we didn't, we didn't come out and say anything about that a couple of months ago and we could have easily done it. And it's just, you know, it's one of those things that I, I think some things we speculate on, it's probably over the target. Mm-hmm. A lot closer than what we realize, and some of it is probably so far off that everybody's just laughing their ass off when they hear it. They you are. Know? I but, can. I can. Yeah, they are. Uh, but that's the fun part about it. It's fun. To, it's fun to speculate. I could understand that. Yeah. It is fun to speculate. Some individuals will use that uh, as a sense of power, and they'll use it as a platform. Um, 
to try to harm others. And that's what I, I don't like that. But yeah, speculation is always fun. Rumors are always fun if they're presented as such. Um, you can't you can't say to yourself, you've heard it here. I've got the goods. Everybody else listens to me because of I'm wonderful and I've got plastic trophy. You can't say that and then say, I know I was wrong, but it's a rumor. <laughs> Get like, why is get everybody hating? Because <laughs> well, you look like a complete asshole before the way you were saying it. So yeah, yeah rumors are fun, but yeah, it just depends on how they are presented. Yeah, everything's got to be with a grain of salt. That's why, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. Even if I knew something 100% for a fact, I, I just, me personally, I would always wait just yeah. until they announce it. And like I said, that's not a knock on anybody in the industry that's just kind of how i am and this is to me i want people to be able that do discuss things with me because you know i hear different things and all that and i've told you this even you know off offline and off camera and all that i've told you you know if there's certain things i know i'm not going to spread it around and tell everybody like it's just because it's not my place and if it if it is a rumor if it is speculation that's literally what i always say i'm always like it's i mean that's what it is. So I don't know when this is going to air. When do you plan on airing this? Um, probably. When are these people watching us right now? Probably Sunday. Oh, most likely. Sunday, actually. I could, so, I could put it on whenever you want me to. I can put it uh, on after your stuff. It doesn't matter to me. I could put it on directly on Monday as soon as you put, you know, TPS oh, up. We can just. Let's, let's, yeah. We can let's, see who's a better co host, me or oh, Din Din. We can figure that out. Competition's coming out of you right now. Um, <laughs> do you think we'll get a stern pinball? New game announcement by Tomorrow. this week or next week, whatever you want to say. Uh, I don't think we will. Everybody's per saying that. Come personally. on. I, I don't think we will. First week of September. Come on. No. I mean, it, it's, it makes sense. The timelines are lining. Well, the timelines are lining up because, you know, just like if you look at... Uh, you look at what Elwin's releases usually are. They're usually oh, right around you. Pinburg. You know what I mean? Elwin stuff. Okay. Well, well, they usually are like Iron yeah. Maiden, you know, and uh, Jurassic Park. That was yeah. at Pinburg. I mean, that's usually his schedule right around mm -hmm. that time. Now, I don't know if Elwin's next or if Steve Ritchie's next. That's that's the million dollar question. Hmm. Who's coming up next? But it would make sense to me if Stern waited just for a little while longer, just because Ninja Turtles is the only thing besides Hot Wheels out right now. And obviously Ninja Turtles is outselling Hot Wheels. So I don't really see any reason to make any announcements until you see what Deep Root's doing, until you see what Jersey Jack's doing. Because if you really wanted to compete, you might as well just announce it right around that time. I mean, that, that would just be me yeah. if I was Stern. Yeah. Dollars dry up, though. That is true. Dollars dry up. If I have a dynamite theme that I knew is going to be better than anything JJP or Deep Root are going to produce, if I throw that theme out there and I expend all those dollars, I'm not only helping my company, but I'm hurting the competition because yeah. eh, suddenly I don't have $10,000 for a, an LA Jersey Jack. That's true. Um, Do we so, know when Deep Root is announcing? Do we know when their tour is and all that? We, that know, they're having? we know we know September, but we don't know we don't know when. 
Same thing with Jersey Jack Pinball. We've heard yeah. September. We just don't know when. I. It See, wouldn't that, surprise me if we don't get a cornerstone from Stern until October, honestly. But if people I, are hearing what people are hearing, it is what it is. I'm thinking the earliest Stern would announce something would be mid-September. That, that's what I'm thinking. I don't think we're far off from it at I all. Just don't, I don't see... You're, you're hearing it from me. I don't see any vaults. I don't see uh, two more cornerstones. I don't see any of it. Yeah. I see one more cornerstone the rest of the year. That's yep. what I see. Yep. Now, maybe they squeeze in a nice little niche Kapow title in there. I don't know. But yeah, I don't I don't see a cornerstone. I don't see a cornerstone soon, but uh, we're not told these things as dealers. So I have no, I cool. legit have no clue. It's interesting too, because there's no shows, really. The only show no. that might possibly happen is the Houston Arcade Expo in November. Right. And that's even right. then, that's still on shaky ground, you know, and... Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I don't even know. I've got my room for TPF, but I'm not holding my breath that that event's uh, yeah, even going to happen. Too. You know, so man, I miss my shows. <laughs> That's I mean, it's I it's tough. Shows. It's tough. It is. It is. Well, we've got a lot going on in September. It's it's well, even we we probably won't see anything from CGC. We're not going to see anything from CGC in September. Uh, there's that. But you know what? They do call me the Topper King, right? Yes. <laughs> that's what yes. I'm, w- I'm well aware of this. And that's, a, that's how I sign people's five by eights anyway. Uh, <laughs> so they call me the Topper King. And I, I I am here to give you a little bit of news there, Travis. All right, let's um, hear it. The CGC is now shipping the domestically the Medieval Madness remake accessory kits. Your RGB lighting kit, your topper kit, right? Uh, And your XL display. There you go. There's some news for you. Okay. CGC is now starting to ship those. We get our first shipment in uh, today. Really? And didn't they just have like a uh, Royal Edition or something like that? The Royal Edition that included all of those accessories. But for the first time, CGC said, hey, since we've made Medieval Madness years back as LE, in order to you know make yours just as special, you can now buy the topper and put it on your uh, Medieval Madness remake that you got five years ago or two years ago or hell, just this year alone. If you got a classic, you want to put a topper on there, bam, you get a topper. If you want to put uh, RGB lighting in there, boom, upgrade it, you get RGB lighting. So uh, there was a big delay with those kits and they're just now starting to ship. So you're going to start seeing your buddies and locations have... Uh, maybe have a classic Medieval Madness remake, but that big extended XL display with the RGB uh, lights and everything, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Now, yeah, so can, there goes some news. Can I, uh, can I make a confession right now? I would love to hear it, yeah. I am not a topper guy. We were, we were doing so well. <laughs> you I like mean, Star Wars, I like I, Star Wars. <laughs> I've got You've one seen topper. the need for entertainment and competitive pinball, making it short and sweet. I see the. I do have one topper. I, I have the, the Hot topper. Wheels. I have the Hot Wheels topper. I got. The, <laughs> I have that topper. That's the one topper I have. I swear. Okay, this will crack. This is how bad I am about. This is how bad I am about toppers. Oh, you're gonna break my heart here. Uh, yeah, this one, this one will make you furious. You might just turn off your whole computer when I tell you this. <laughs> okay. When I was at Indisc. Black Knight was there, right? Yeah. 
And that was back in January before the Black Knight Topper was even out. I right? had the prototype there. Yep. Yep. Guess it's what was Topper on? Watch, baby. I'm always <laughs> watching. Guess what was on that Black Knight? It was, the, it was the prototype Topper mm -hmm. the whole time. Guess who didn't realize that even though he played it five times? How did you not see a talking I head? I didn't even know. Oh, I was geez. so focused in. I was like Eric Stone, just focused in on the game. Man. That's what it was. I had no idea. Somebody mentioned that the topper was there. And I was like an idiot. I'm like, oh, cool. Where is it? And uh, they're like, it's, it's, it's on the game. On the top, dumbass. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I had no idea. That's fantastic. So you're not a, not a big topper guy, huh? Well, I'm not the type that looks too much at the pin. At least while I'm playing, I could understand. Yeah, you're so I full understand. of shit. I see premium LE models no. behind you. Well, they're all there. I love what's inside them. You know, I, I had to get the LE Iron Maiden. Oh, I didn't even realize. I just <laughs> learned today that there's a hole on the top part of the back box for the topper. I didn't even know there's a hole up there. Oh, boy. You this know what else it's for now? <laughs> I do, and that's exactly what I used it for. That's or an right. HDMI. Yeah. The HDMI direct feed by that, Stern Pinball. And yeah. that works great. That's so much easier. That's ordering perfect, boards from yeah. China. That was, uh, that's quite the uh, interesting thing you had going on with that. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you, so, still, do you still have like 80 of those, I hope? No, I didn't get sent my second shipment. So I just, the, the original 30 that I, that I ordered, uh, we ordered at Flipping Out Pinball. We got those out. Uh, majority of them went to... Some of your main streamers that you that you hear from out there, uh, a lot of them, those that were part of TPN, got them free of charge as a thank you for doing all they do for the community. Um, and we want to continue to extend that. Um, and once they officially, Official. once they officially announce them, then uh, then we'll continue to support streamers by doing giveaways and and trying to get these into everybody's hands. Do we have an idea of when it will be an official product? I did it... ask, and I did not receive an answer. So did you get a know. Did you get a no comment, or did you just get just straight I got up a just, no response? Just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Stern loves me, but I, I'm I'm I hustle. I'm ambitious. Mm -hmm. I don't like to not know what's going on for my customers and selfishly for myself. So. If questions need to be asked, I'll ask them. And I respect them enough. If they don't want to answer them, I've got friends that work there. So when they don't answer, <laughs> I know what it means. It just means I'm I, I'm not going to answer you. Yep. Yep. So it's, it's fine. It's all I mean, good. it's I'm glad that that product is out and is yeah. coming out, though, because it's something to me. That's yours, I, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's well, the way that I see it, too. You know, not only, I see it from just even a different point of view. I think not only could it be used for streaming, but when you have people that put, you know, screens up in arcades that show what's going on in the play field, mm -hmm. there's nothing that says that they can't put a smaller screen up that yeah. shows the LCD to where you can yep. actually see what's going on. I did totally yeah. name drop you on the last episode of the Pinball Show. I don't know if you listened yet, but you will hear you being name dropped uh, for that very idea, putting it on the head as a topper, putting it on a side display. I gave you credit yeah, for that. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. I, I just think something like that, just because it's just, it'd be a lot easier to know what's going on, especially even at yeah. tournaments or at an arcade, just, just mm -hmm. watching and just getting a general idea of what's happening. There's so many different applications yeah, 
that you can use for it as opposed to just streaming you know but and it's it's just nicely done uh it hooks up easy i think that individuals whenever you are able to get those you're going to be really happy with the uh with the ease of that installation and the setup and all that you're going to love that thing and I haven't, I haven't told you this, but look, you got to stay on your toes, baby. Whenever you have me in here, uh, <laughs> speaking of giveaways, can I give away something uh, to one of your viewers? Can we do yeah, that? Let's do it. Hell yeah. What do you got? Um, this is courtesy of, uh, of Marv Loco, um, flipping out pinball. You've been gracious enough to allow us to sponsor your, your program here. So we would like to give not one, but two things away. How about it? Let's do it. There you go. Stern has a brand new product uh, that we're going to be giving away. Not a pinball machine, not a topper. (laughs) Chill out, people. Uh, Come on now. Uh, I've already given away a dap. So we're going to give away Stern. I think this is a new product. They've just now released, and we have them in stock at Flipping Out Pinball. They are glass covers. Have you seen these yet? No. Like, Where, are you talking about like when you pull off yeah. the glass or? Every time that I go play one of my games, I can't keep these things clean all the time. So there's dust and uh, there's fingerprints. My kids are sticking the cheesy fingers. They're gross. So Stern has created the, and it's a nice like mat that you lay over your, over the glass when it's, when the game is not being played. And it's beautiful too. It looks good. It, so it's cosmetic and it prevents all the dust from building up or all the cheesy fingers. Uh, and we're going to give two, two of those away to uh, so one to each of two listeners. Is that what you got that watch this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. We're, we're going to give them away here. No, I was just saying because I'm on here this episode. So uh, to get this, to win this, here's what I would like to do. Travis, you tell me if this is okay. I will ship out free of charge in the continental United States. If you needed to go overseas, talk <laughs> to me, we'll figure something out. But I think all they need to do to win one of these is to share a link to this video on their Facebook page. What do you think? That's fair enough. That's, that's a, actually, it takes that's actually, five seconds. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Look at you. Yeah. You know exactly how to get things going, don't you? I mean, I just like giving away stuff for free and people win it for free. Like, who wouldn't like if you don't right now, if you're still watching this after him and I have been talking for like a damn hour plus, <laughs> if you don't just do this for five seconds, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. Just do it really quick. Copy the video, paste it into your Facebook. Make sure to tag Travis. Uh, where do you want him to tag you at though? That's the thing. Do you have anything like how do, no. how do people are going to know? Don't. I don't even know. I'm we'll on Facebook, but I'm not on Facebook, if that makes sense. Oh, jeez. Like, I'm there, but not there. I tell you what, all you got to do is tag Flipping Out Pinball or myself, Zach Mini, uh, any of that. You tag it somewhere so that I know uh, who Travis can randomly select, and we'll get you out a brand new free Stern Pinball decorative glass cover for your pinball machine. There you go. You, people are going to want these, and they're affordable. They're like, 40 bucks right hopefully just, they're official this, or they'll go up in price <laughs> no they're like 40 bucks plus shipping they're nice we're well, gonna get hit. you some back there i see all those sterns oh gosh yeah i <laughs> i could have a tournament in here pretty much hell yeah but man that's that is awesome i really do appreciate it and zach i no appreciate problem. you being here tonight so much it was an enlightening conversation 
I actually, I feel like, again, you're onto something with the uh, tournament pins and everything. Oh, I, I, that. I want, I think that's a conversation that needs to be had. And it doesn't have to be at every single tournament. Yeah. But it can, there's certain portions Just that I think. Just give us one, right, Travis? Just yeah. give us one. Let us, show what you, let us show the world what we can do. I think it would be interesting. I really do. Plus, I, I, do I appreciate you uh, being here, talking. Yeah, absolutely. Do, I doing was everything when you asked, man. Is there, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I think you ended this on a bang. Oh my gosh, of course. I'm the plug master. Come on. Um, if you're ready to buy a brand new pinball machine, sometimes used, or a beautiful topper, or an Escalera stair climbing hand truck, like, le legit, you know, carry a 300 pound pinball machine with you and your drunk buddies upstairs. Okay, you can go to the hospital for that. But cheaper, you can buy an Escalera. It goes right up the stairs with the pinball machine i can do it by myself so that's really nice and then any more man if you want uh if you want adapters if you want uh if you you name it if it's pinball and pretty soon i haven't announced this yet we're going to be selling more than just pinball machines How oh whoa. really whoa straight down the middle is about to take a little turn too so stay really? tuned for that yeah so if you'd like to get a hold of anything pinball or fun related Check out our website at flippingoutpinball.com. It's flip the letter in outpinball.com. This is why I get so much shit because people don't like me doing this. Or call me at 812-457-9711. You can email me too, Zach at flippingoutpinball.com. There you go. The hardest working man in pinball right there, Dude, Zach Mini, ladies the, and gentlemen. You're the You're, you're going to be the fastest growing pinball media. I, I cannot consume enough. Every time you come out with a stream or a video or something like that. And if I, if I've consumed too much, hell, I just call you on the phone as a friend. <laughs> so thanks for being my friend. And thanks for all that you do, uh, in pinball and, and growing this industry. Oh, I appreciate oh, that. Oh, where'd oh, it go? There you go. Oh, no.